0: this is Under the Dome. On today's episode, we're taking a look at what's happening in North Carolina politics for the week of Monday, July 12th.
1: For the News and Observer, I'm Dawn Vaughn, and this is your look ahead in North Carolina politics for Monday, July 12th. With me today is Colin Campbell, and we're going to talk about the big things that we should be on the lookout for this week in politics and at the legislature, who uh, all the lawmakers are back. It seems like they've been gone forever. They had their 4th of July uh, week vacation of no-vote sessions, and now they're back. As we record this uh, just before the weekend, all the committee notices are starting to come in, um, or at least one significant one. (laughs) So we, we have, that's uh, one indication of what's what's coming this week. Uh, so let's start with that, one that we know definitely is coming. Uh, the name of the bill is Compassionate Care Act, which sounds like, I don't know, um, maybe not what it actually is. So
0: yeah. <laughs> promoting hospice and health care with nice people. But no, that's the medical marijuana bill.
1: Yes, this is the time of year when uh, what things are called aren't always what they are, um, you know, in the Senate, they usually have good names if Senator Sawyer or Johnson are part of it. Um, this one is, you know, somewhat connected to what it's actually about, I guess. But um, what are I mean, our colleague Will Doran has, has covered much of it. Um, what do you think, Colin, on on where things stand? And do you think we'll we'll see a vote this week?
0: You know, I think it it, it may take another week. So it's it's basically got. Four different committees. It has to go through it. Past Judiciary the week before the vacation, it's up in Senate Finance, which is really, I mean, they're they're only really supposed to consider the tax provisions of it. So, like, how are we going to tax this? How much money is it going to make? Um, and probably less so the the big social debate of whether to legalize medical marijuana or not. Um, and then after that, it has to go to Senate Health, um, which might be more the wild card, um, just because I don't know if the the chairs of that will be backing it. Uh, Senator Bill Rabin, the rules chairman, uh, who is one of the lead sponsors of the bill, he's a co-chair of finance, which is sort of an indication that that'll be a a fairly easy stop this week. And then, of course, he's also the rules chairman. So that's the final stop uh, before it goes to the Senate floor. So I I think it's got pretty good shot at passage in the Senate based on who has spoken out in favor of it, including Majority Leader Kathy Harrington, who had that a uh, memorable we'll quote from the last hearing about how her husband uh, had cancer, and, and that really was a game changer for her, and how she viewed medical marijuana. Um, to me, the wild card seems to be the House. I feel like it's it's far from an assurance that if it passes the Senate, it will pass the House. I think there may be some more reluctance to take up this issue in the House than there is in the Senate.
1: Why do you think the House so much?
0: You know, it's it's interesting to see um, what the, the sort of the political calculus is behind it. The most recent example of um, how it's perceived in that chamber is this bill um, that passed the Senate unanimously, seemed like a fairly minor technical thing that was basically saying that um, if the federal government approves a a medication that has some level of THC in it, uh, they don't have to go through a state-level approval process separately. It would be automatically approved for state use. The Senate didn't really have much of debate about that. It seemed pretty, you know, basic and perfunctory. Um, and then it got to the house and that was the bill that got on and off the house calendar for days and days. Um, the house was worried that that would somehow pave the way for legalizing weed. So entirely and striking down all the the regulations, if the federal government were to make some kind of change. Um, so that got sent to all four judiciary committees, which was, I think the first time that's happened in a while, um, and hasn't gotten a hearing in any of them. So that tells me that that's, bill is perhaps not a huge priority for the House. Um, As far as the political calculus, I think some of it is sort of who the power players are. Um, I feel like the the shift in medical marijuana has really come in some of the less small towny rural areas. So if you look at like Bill Rabin, his district is coastal Brunswick County near Wilmington, got a lot of retirees down there. So I think there's less of a political negative for him for supporting medical marijuana, just because there are a number of people who are sort of in the the demographic that may benefit from that. Um, If you look at the hometowns of like, say, Tim Moore, the House Speaker, he's from Kings Mountain, a small town well outside of Charlotte, uh, very conservative. Ditto for Destin Hall, the rules chairman, who's from Caldwell County, uh, the Speaker Pro Tem, Sarah Stevens, who is sort of a big player on anything judiciary related. She's from Mount Airy, uh, a.k.a. Mayberry. So uh, those are places that haven't seen a lot of influx of outsiders over time. And so the the perceptions of marijuana in those locations may not have have shifted as dramatically um, as for some of the key people in the Senate.
1: I'll say that like this was not something that I thought would come up this session. And so when I started covering uh, the legislature a few years ago, um you know, there's some lawmakers that look like other people, look like famous people or characters from things, and, yeah. and Raven was one that I thought looked like a familiar um X-Files character. Um, you all know who I'm talking about if you've if you've seen the show. So it's interesting that, that he's the uh sponsor, but behind yeah, this, the this, smoking this, this man type promoting the <laughs> <laughs>
0: marijuana.
1: I was leaving it for the listeners to, to decide. <laughs> 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 um, Anyway, so, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll see where that goes. And it, it, I'll tell you, it is something, too, that, you know, maybe you would think that would be more on the Democrat side than the Republican side. But a lot of this session is, you know, there's a lot of like stereotypical things for the party and, and things that, you know, like our our national party priorities as far as what state lawmakers push. And then other things that, you know, you just you just never know. And it shows that they're um, you know, that they're individuals, too, not just uh, members of their political yeah, parties. And you have seen certain- some,
0: there has been some marijuana bills in other states in the, the Deep South, so we'll, it seems to be a little bit of a trend, but uh, perhaps not a big national, you know, ALEC push or anything like that. It, it seems to be really driven by um, the, the lawmakers that are really pushing hard on this, particularly Bill Rabin.
1: Mm-hmm. And I thought, I mean, it, the the topic in general had come up in the in the Farm Act in the past. So, um, so this is you know a different way, and we'll we'll see where it goes or how much the the chambers actually talk to each other. A lot of times, when I ask lawmakers if they've talked to the other chamber, the answer is no. So sometimes uh, it is, sometimes it well, is. Then, you know,
0: the the last time that this came up in any sort of serious way was. At least three or four years ago, a House bill on, I think it was medical marijuana as opposed to like any sort of full legalization, got one committee hearing. Um, and it was kind of similar to the one we saw within the Senate side. You had a lot of like veterans organizations coming to say, hey, I'm a, I'm a wounded veteran and this would help me or whatever. Uh, but they did it in a real one of those really tiny committee rooms in the fourth floor of the LOB where the, the members of the public are like sitting like two feet away from the lawmakers. And at the end of it, uh, when the committee voted down the bill... One of the uh, veterans group folks who was advocating for legal marijuana punched uh, Representative Dean Arp in the arm um, to indicate his displeasure and ended up getting arrested. So that was the last we heard of the bill, and there was no similar committee meeting for years after that.
1: Wow. I uh, <laughs> did not know that. My takeaway from those rooms is how like they you should get reduced, reduced uh, cost tickets because there's always that big like uh, column in front of you so you can't actually see it.
0: Yeah, you can't really see what's going areas. on. Maybe you're awkwardly <laughs> close to lawmakers and you can hear them whisper to each other, which is often where I end up sitting in those rooms.
1: <laughs> Uh, Well, since we're talking about the House, um, the other big thing to watch for is my favorite topic and all of y'all's, the budget. And uh, so maybe we would see some movement on the budget next this week. Maybe not. The last time I talked to uh, Probes Chair uh, Jason Sane, he said that we're looking at the week of the 19th. I contacted the speaker spokesperson uh just within the past few days and asked if we're still on track for that time frame and it looks like we are but but who knows that's the fun of the legislature that um you don't know um what they're going to do sometimes and i say fun and you know in in a somewhat sarcastic way because we would like more transparency if possible but anyway so the the record
0: is saying yeah the record is saying 19th um I would guess we'd go another week before we we get it if if we're lucky. There are always time frame, particularly in the house side, is more optimistic than it ends up being, um, just because there's so many moving parts and uh, things that you know turn into un- anticipated hurdles. So I I would be really surprised if we saw any action on this this week, and I'd kind of be surprised if we saw it on the week of the nineteenth.
1: Well, there is the week of the twenty sixth. Is it Alec? It's some sort of big Republican thing that last week in July that I think they'll take a break for. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we were looking at, you know, early July before and now it's later July. Is it August? When's the budget process going to end? You know, probably um, much later than all of us think. Um, so anyway, House Budget Watch, uh, we'll see <laughs> if, uh, if any of that comes to fruition. And, and our third big thing is kind of, you know, just what we were talking about, any sort of surprises that show up as PCSs. There's been talk about what are you going to do about uh, spitting zebra cobras on the loose, which actually happened. Important
0: issue to uh, your neighborhood.
1: <laughs> yes. My neighborhood. Um, I was actually um, at um, at the Outer Banks when, when word came, but it turns out that um, maybe this uh, cobra was loose in my neighborhood for months. So I'm fully vaccinated, was not on the lookout. However, for... Um, other, uh, risk mitigation measures I should have been taking, like the fact that a dangerous poisonous snake could have, um, you know, killed me, my family or my dog. But anyway, you know, if I
0: were a poisonous um, at stake, I, you're, you're underneath your deck seems like a cool place to hide out in the summer. <laughs> That's,
1: it's very disturbing. I'm glad my dog is okay. He's a, uh, he's a mutt. So he's a little bit of a low rider and would be, um, pretty, pretty close to the ground. And, you know, he does a perimeter checks on our yard a lot and uh, it doesn't appear that the, um, he came back. So I guess that the snake wasn't here, but um, anyway, so that's something that um, one topic that I know more about than I would like, Um, but that's something that could come up just because uh, it does, um, you know, raise the issue of what are the state laws and North Carolina doesn't have laws that uh, most other states do. Um, so it could come up local, could come up state. Well, that's all to be determined. We'll
0: see. Yeah, that was an interesting one. I know that the Raleigh City Council seems to be taking action on it. And then in the Senate, uh, Jay Choudhury put out a fundraising email. Uh, I don't know if he's, he's serves that part of town or not, but um, calling for some kind of ban on uh, keeping these kinds of exotic venomous snakes. Um, Senator Wiley Nickel has one too, although anytime he files a bill, um, Republican senators like to kill it just because they don't seem to like him. Um, but, uh, obviously being the number two Senate Democrat, I think might have some heft to, to get that in. Um, I actually searched our, our, insider archives when this story broke just to see if this had been a debate, um, at the legislative building. Um, and there was, uh, about 15 years ago, um, a bill that would have banned venomous steaks and some other types of exotic animals, but there was, uh, um uh, backlash from people who ran like exotic animal parks, not so much focused on snakes, but on like lions and tigers and bears and things like that, um, that were, were not happy with what this would do to their business. And so the bill ended up never making it to law. Um, but that seems to be the last time this was actually seriously discussed.
1: Well, Senator Chaudhry is, is Raleigh, but Wiley Nickel is actually the senator that uh, represents uh, uh, my neighborhood. So, and then I'm thinking in the House, I, I don't know. I try not to pay too much attention to who I'm the actual constituent of. <laughs> but yeah. the council member that, uh, just for work, of course, um, the council member was was the one for Northwest Raleigh district E. So, and and it looks like the city of Raleigh will make some sort of change and Wake County has talked about it too. Um, but we'll see. And the guy has already been charged. So, I mean, that's a lot of how government you know, is like laws could pass after something happens, and they say like, "Oh wait, should we do something about this?" You know, or you know, someone was had a problem with their printer or something else. Yeah, with, with a mattress in
0: bills. the side of the road, or <laughs> right. right. We've so, seen both um, those bills this year.
1: Yeah, right. Um, so you know, if you contact your uh, local lawmaker, uh, you know. Uh, tell them something's important, That's uh, get it on their radar. And that's how a lot of these things happen. And, and I hadn't even planned to get my favorite phrase about, um, you know, on your radar on this podcast, but I'm um, happy to do so. So, um, oh, and and since I'm, you know, got all my favorite quotes, I'll uh, quote the late Donald Rumsfeld with the cobra snake in my neighborhood was an unknown, unknown. So oh, um, sure, yeah. and multiple
0: <laughs> levels of unknown there. Right.
1: Right. Uh Colin, anything else you think um we should be looking out for this week but before we wrap up?
0: Uh, Just real quickly, um, one thing to watch out for, there's a regulatory reform bill that seems to be headed to the Senate floor soon. Most of that's fairly non-controversial and kind of boring, uh, but there was a real interesting debate in committee about a provision dealing with uh, people getting evicted from hotels and motels uh, over uh, different types of criminal behavior, or just the the hotel owner uh, wants to get them out, and the question of, you know, if they were living there, do they face uh get some of the eviction protections that are out there um and the bill would sort of i guess weaken some of those protections so there's sort of a partisan debate among charlotte lawmakers about whether that's a good idea or not um so i think we'll see some interesting floor debate on that one um, in the senate when that comes up
1: all right well everybody thanks for listening for the news and observer i'm Don Vaughn with colin campbell we'll catch you next time For more from our
0: politics team, subscribe to The News and Observer at newsobserver.com subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at Under the Dome and NC Insider. And sign up for our weekly political newsletter at newsobserver.com slash newsletters. Thanks for listening.